Hello and welcome back to another Ideas Worth Trying episode. It's Haile Hiram here. And your co-host Ilias. So, welcome back. And on today's episode, we want to talk about, we think an idea we're trying is going to a Toastmaster club. When I say I'm going to Toastmasters, my kids always say, are you going to eat toast there? So this is always uh, funny trying to explain that, but I think they get it now. Also, a lot of people ask me, what is Toastmasters? A lot of my friends, I'm like, I'm going to Toastmasters tonight. Uh, Can we meet another night? So actually, Ilias, maybe... What is Toastmasters, or what do you tell people Toastmasters is? Well, I give you the brief inter- introduction. Um, Toastmasters International uh, is a non-profit educational organization that teaches public speaking and leadership skills through a worldwide network of clubs. Organi- the organizational membership exceeds by far 364,000 members in over 16,200 um, clubs worldwide. It was founded about, yeah, roughly 100 years ago, mm-hmm. 1924. And Toastmasters International has helped people from diverse backgrounds become more confident speakers, communicators, and leaders. And there's a saying, if you want to become a better speaker, you need to become a better person. Yeah, well, we'll go through in more detail a little bit now and give some examples. Well, I first, maybe we start with how I first heard about Toastmasters. So when I was working in Brisbane, we had an event and there were some politicians there and there were some great speakers. And when we got back to the office, a lot of our staff were like, oh, this speaker spoke so well. And other people were saying, yeah, we we have a uh, Toastmaster club uh, company or government uh, Toastmaster club. And I was like, oh, okay, what night is it? And everyone else was a little bit interested and... They told, I think it was uh, Wednesday night or something like this. I had soccer training on those nights that I was on. So I, I never really got around to actually uh, going to the club. But that's when I first heard about it. Actually, when I moved to Germany, I thought, oh, maybe I should look up if there's a club in Nuremberg here. And I found a club. I looked up Toastmasters and the few clubs came up. And I saw one at the main railway station at the uh, German American Institute or Deutsche Amerikaner Institute. And I thought, this is close. It's easy to get to. I'm going to email them. So I emailed them. They emailed me back saying, yes, welcome. You can come on uh, Monday night. Our next meeting is next week. And I thought, okay, great. I'm going to go. Of course, you know, I'm a little bit nervous. (laughs) Uh, Public speaking is uh, nothing I trained for. Um, Hiram, how was the introduction when you entered the door? Was it a little bit different than the normal welcoming? No, it was very welcoming. Okay. Um, I met, uh, there was someone who welcomed me at the door. There was an information table. There was name badges. I got a guest badge. I met, I think it was Gernot, who who was a VP membership, who coordinates with new members, introduces them to different aspects of Toastmasters, informs them about the the evening and what happens, and just introduced me to other people. I really like the atmosphere. It's, you know, our club is in a library. So it's, uh, it's a very <laughs> nice atmosphere. Uh, people were very friendly. There was a diverse range of people. There were students. There was uh, engineers from different companies. Uh, there was also another Australian there, which was good, and some Americans. So it was a diverse range of people from different backgrounds. So it was a very nice experience. Yeah. So it was a, a very positive experience. And I joined. Great, great. Did yeah. you join instantly or... Oh, after the meeting, I said I'll, I'll join up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we did the uh, paperwork, emailed it back and forth, and then mm-hmm. I started going to the next meeting as a member. Nice, nice. So you had a good feeling there, people, yourself, like that's a nice way to improve, to, to yeah. spend time. to spend. Time. Actually, I got called up to do a role play with uh, an experienced member. So she needed somebody to do the role play, and then someone said, oh, Hiram, he's a native speaker, he can help you. <laughs> <laughs> She said, okay, you just have to be a waiter and um, nice. do this. And then this was part of her speech mm-hmm. was uh, she needed to do a bit of a role play with somebody. So, yeah, first night I'm like, oh, I like this. This is getting out of my comfort zone and this is what mm-hmm. you need. You need to be pushed a little bit. Exactly. And I really like this. I thought, oh, this is this is a club for me. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. story. Nice. So, um, oh, what about yourself? Did you, um, when did you hear about mm, Toastmasters? I hear about event at this uh, Deutsch-Amerikanische Institute. Um, 
I went there at the event and there at the at the floor there are many flyers hanging there and there's one dumb flyer there from Toastmasters. You want to improve your leadership skills, you want to improve your communication skills. We meet at the first and third Monday and it just catched me. Something I can't explain, uh, something like subconsciously, it catched me, it gave me attention. Okay. Something, electricity, something. <laughs> um, I won't want don't want to em emotionalize this too much, but there was like a connection. Okay. So I emailed them to you. It was you like a calling. Yeah, I could say, could say because I was looking and uh, I was looking for something to, to improve, um, to, I would say, to personally. And at that time, I was a bit lost. So, yeah, I went there and um, a little bit, a bit, I, I feel, I felt a bit awkward Because I was used at this English stammtisch here in Nuremberg, there were like there were more social events. Yeah. So, just like more like uh, social events, you hang there, something more leger. There, there was, was so organized, so well organized. The guy got the badge and was sitting there. You even had an agenda. Agenda, <laughs> yeah. What's really <laughs> surprised me. Everything was very good, good structured and. Uh, Yeah, but the people were nice, really. The people, uh, there, were, there was like an international crowd, uh, which, I, which I liked. And, of course, as a non-native speaker, the language, uh, the club was fully in English. Mm -hmm. And that was a challenge. And I really like it. Well, but there's all different levels of English. Everyone has their different levels of English. There's native speakers, like yeah. myself and a few others. And mm -hmm. then there's non-native speakers. Mm -hmm. Who have an advanced level of English, of course. Mm -hmm. Some of them are key account managers and yes. engineers. So, yes. yeah, it's a good mix of uh, yeah. people. And uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, sign to instantly. I took a couple of couple of times, or three. So uh, I think I met you in the first <laughs> first meeting or two, didn't yeah. I? Could be, could yeah. Be, um, you know, because you're slightly, slightly getting involved in that taking small roles and then getting more and more developed yeah mm -hmm. that's that's my story okay well we mentioned uh, gender before so maybe we that might help uh, our listeners understand a little bit more about the meeting club is made up of uh, you know there's a speech part evaluations there's table topics then you have club officers who uh, like I mentioned before uh, Gurnett was a VP membership mm -hmm. So he would be, uh, if, get, if somebody emails the club, then he would look after them and give them information and invite them. And you also have the functionary role, so someone's a timekeeper. But uh, maybe we just go through the um, agenda. And, uh, yeah, that should help us. So at our club, Nuremberg Toastmasters, we have uh, three sections. We have an introduction section, a warm-up section. Then we have our prepared speeches And then we have evaluations. So this is feedback. So our club president, he would introduce the meeting, welcome everyone, and introduce any guests that we have. Then he would hand over to the Toastmaster of the evening. Mm -hmm. So the Toastmaster is like a chair. He's the coordinator. He's introducing speakers and the next uh, item on the agenda. More or less like a facilitator. Keep it smooth. Like a facilitator, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the Toastmaster would introduce the grammarian, which is a functionary role. Mm -hmm. So the grammarian would introduce a word of the day. So then everybody would try and use this word of the day in their speeches, in any um, table topics or any, any uh, speaking roles that mm -hmm. they do. They would try and insert this word. And then when we had meetings at our club, we would stamp our feet or stomp our feet. <laughs> so when you when you when you hear the when you when you hear the word mm -hmm. you would stomp your feet with our online meetings now you give a thumbs up yes yeah <laughs> so you either give a digital one or you just hold your thumb up mm -hmm. to the camera I guess that helps with your listening mm -hmm. skills then the toastmaster would uh, do a bit of a warm up so he would just ask a quick question just give everyone a chance to say a few sentences just to to mm -hmm. warm up. Yes, some, sometimes some agendas also have a team. Or mm -hmm. For example, if the team would be a spring, um, the Toastmaster would ask um, a question like, hey, give me like a, what's your, uh, what do you memorize with spring? Like a small, so each member have a chance to, to, 
yeah. talk about it in a brief, like one, two sentences. So what's your favorite thing about spring? And then you just go through each person's name and they'll say, yeah, I like uh, how the trees get more flowers mm -hmm. and the leaves grow back. Mm -hmm. Somebody will say, oh, I like the warmer weather. Yeah. So then we just go through all the members and guests mm -hmm. and they would say a few sentences each and then that would be the warm-up. Then we're still in the introduction warm-up section here. Then we'd move on to the joke of the day. So somebody would take on this role. You'd, the Toastmaster would introduce them. For example, for the joke of the day, we have Ilias. Please make us laugh. And then we'd all clap. And uh, what, do you have a joke? Yeah, I can do it. Okay. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then normally I would, the joke master would go to the stage. You now with the online meetings, it's uh, more different, of course. You just sit where you are. I would begin with dear Mr. President, fellow members, and most honored guests. The introduction part. Uh, I bought a used bicycle for 100 euros last year. This year, I need to pay 250 euros for the maintenance. So be aware if you think, thought, think twice buying a used bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The yeah, so you took it to a shop and the guy, I think the guy, yeah, he roped you into more and more and more fees. That's a, exactly. that's a good trick. Good uh, salesman. Yeah, indeed. He was, <laughs> he is, well, uh, yeah, but it is what it is now. Okay. Uh, we <laughs> learn for next time. <laughs> okay. So then we have the joke and then we're going to go to the last item on our introduction warm-up section, which would be the table topics. Or another word would be impromptu speaking. Mm -hmm. So practicing speaking off the cuff with no preparation. Mm -hmm. Then we'd have somebody who would be the coordinator. So they'll be the table table topics master. So pretty much they would ask you a question or give you some words, and you have one to two minutes to give a mini speech about that topic or question. And also we have a lighting system or cards for the online meetings where you'd have a green for one minute. One and a half minutes, you'd get an orange, and at two minutes, you'd get a red card. Means finish it up, please. So maybe in my English, I actually do uh, some English training during the week, and I thought we, we would pull out the dice, Elias. Yeah. Maybe we could give a little demonstration of the table topics. Mm -hmm. So we have some dice here. Who wants? To, you want to go first? Or? Um, let me. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I what I have sometimes I take them to the Toastmaster meetings. They are dice with pictures on them. So when you roll them, you don't get a number, but you get a picture. So Elias is going to roll the okay, dice. I'm going to roll them now. So he's rolled a, pill? a picture of a pill. So it's like a pill capsule. Big man and a small person. Oh, okay. Okay, so the big person is kind of looking confused at the small person. And so it could be I a teacher or student or something. That's like a cup, a big cup. The top one? Yes. So it's like a trophy. It looks like a trophy, trophy. or okay. a king's cup. King's cup, okay. Mm. Or a medicine cup. Ooh. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this is Elisa's story. So he's got three dice. He has to make one story out of these three items. He has one to two minutes. It's impromptu, so there's no... Uh, there's no preparation here. It's just, uh, <laughs> this is what happened. This is good training. When you're ready. Last year, I went to Belgium with the bicycle. With the same, I, I went to the mechanic. And uh, there, there are lots of different, of um, like um, strong beers. They have, uh, for example... 8%, 9%, some of them even 11%. Mm -hmm. Also flavored with strawberry taste or all different like flavors. They're, they're delicious. But uh, in one way is that they're, they're still little. There's a little cup. But they're really, if you drink one bottle, it's like if you drink two or three average German beers because of they're so heavy. So sometimes I'm seeing them, I get confused. I get confused because they don't look that strong, they don't look that big, but have a big impact. And sometimes if I'm drinking 
one beer too many from my taste. I need a, well, I got a hangover. Isn't good, shouldn't be. And uh, that's why I'm sometimes uh, getting headaches. So I think you all uh, can, uh, well, uh, mirror. And then I need an aspirin to really to get well. And then I say, I said, I never will, I will never drink that much again. Sometimes I keep to it, keep to it, um, sometimes I not. But uh, yeah, that's the story of the little Belgian beer, beers with strong impact. Back to you. Thank you very much, Elias. So we'll all give a bit of a clap. Actually, I, I forgot to t give you a timer, but oh. this is just an example anyway. Okay, so. yes, yes, yes. So normally uh, the timer would have given Elias a green light, an uh, orange, or a red at red. one, one and a half minutes, two minutes. Yeah, nice. So thank you very thank much, you. Elias, for that impromptu thank speech. You. Now I'll take three dice and I'll roll them and I will give a impromptu speech. So what are we having? So I have a, a roll. The first dice was an egg. Mm -hmm. Then we have a, a, an elephant. So it's just a picture mm -hmm. of an elephant. And then there's a picture of a crab. Hmm. Well, this should be interesting. Okay. Okay. So okay. when are you ready? Are you, are you going to give me a timer? Are yes. you going to be timer? Okay. Yeah, going to be keep timer. Um, just I'll give you a little bit time to think. Mm -hmm. oh, when I start, you start the timing. Yeah. Okay. So listeners, there's an egg. There is a ele an elephant and a crab. Dear Mr. President, fellow Toastmasters and honored guests, this reminds me of a time when I went on safari in Tanzania. It was a six-day safari. We went to three, four different national parks. And in one national park, we saw a lot of elephants. I think it was in Serengeti. So this was nearing the end of our trip. So I think it was the fifth day on our trip. The sun was shining, the sky was blue, and the fluffy white clouds. It, it was uh, amazing. But we came to a uh, watering hole or drinking hole. And we saw uh, some elephants playing around on the edge of the water. Then I, I had a camera with me, so I was zooming in and taking photos and videos, and it was like click, 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 click. And I noticed that one baby elephant was playing with a uh, what looked like a, a ball. But I, I zoomed in a little bit more, and it, it, came, it became more clear to me as I was trying to hold the camera still, because on zoom it's like, it's like shaking around a little bit. It actually looked like an egg. So um, I just kept the camera, put it on the car to try and keep it still, and I was recording. And it was uh, really amazing to watch from a distance an elephant in the wild playing with a little egg on, on the shore of a little watering hole lake. But I just noticed the egg starting to crack. <laughs> it was amazing. And out of the egg, I saw like a hand or a claw come out. And then the elephant kind of like, he was sliding on the mud and trying to get away from the egg. And all of a sudden, the top of the egg popped off and this crab jumped out. And it was chasing the elephant. And the elephant was sliding up to try and get back up to the top, to the grass area. And uh, escaped the crab who was crawling and clicking his claws behind him. So... This was amazing to watch, and this, this reminded me of this great safari trip to Serengeti. Thank you, Hariyum. <laughs> Thank you very much. You also get the images in your head. I surely do. It was about 2 minutes and 17. 2 minutes 17, okay. Yes, it's in the frame because we also we got 30 seconds of a puffer. In Toastmasters, we also get to some kind of like con contest there, speech contest, also impromptu contest. So there the maximum would be 2 minutes and 30. Uh, 2 minutes and 31 would be disqualified. So it's, mm -hmm. in, the it's in the frame. Okay, good. Very good. Alrighty, guys. So that was uh, a little bit of uh, impromptu speaking. So we didn't know what the, what the pictures were or what the question would be. So that was just an example. Uh, but but one but one thing, Hiram, for listeners, 
what's the benefit of impromptu speaking anyway like uh, is there any real life advantage or for that skill to maintain or improve well it's to practice uh speaking impromptly so i think it's very helpful so at, at your club you get to speak impromptly then you get feedback so someone could, uh, you, all your members would be giving you feedback and saying, uh, you looked uncomfortable or like this, so you try and work on it. Maybe you try and work on building up your stories or experiences that you had. Mm -hmm. So for example, I've been to Tanzania. So I was easily, I have a list on my computer where it's called a um, uh, ideas list or something like this. Mm -hmm. So I write down all my holidays that I've been to, some experiences that I've been to, some events that I've been to. So when an opportunity comes at, a, uh, at an event or at a workshop or something like this, when you're doing networking, and then you have, you know, maybe a 30 seconds or 40 seconds with someone, if I already have this story in mind and I've practiced it, and you know, it's very comfortable. Maybe mm. in a small panel section of a, an, uh, doing a workshop, mm. you're asked to, oh, spontaneously they oh what did each group talk about or could you give us some feedback mm -hmm. on something so i think it's uh, very important it's something that we we never really practice well i, I never practice um impromptu speaking and getting feedback so you can approve for next time it's true it's because what i what i really hate is when when the story or the information or, or just on the content came to me afterwards but then it's too late and it's just i really like blame myself uh, but that's why we're uh, yeah we're um at toastmasters uh practicing it so you're if the you're you're uh, told up on the stage you're there and uh, you somehow structure yeah structure it in a good and understandable uh, way yeah well, um, yeah, it's always the way. Whenever you give an impromptu speak, then you finish, and then you're like, oh, I should have structured it like this. I should have said this. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I say that? It's so I think this uh, this training, like um, I always say it's like going to the gym. You know, you're chipping away every every week. Mm -hmm. So if you're also working on your Toastmasters or impromptu speaking, this will be automatically. So if you're at an event and there's a malfunction in something, and somebody needs to occupy their time for like three or four minutes, mm. then you have a, a bit of a, it's automatic for you to, to do something. And there also like, if you're interested in that, there are a bunch of information on YouTube, just bring impromptu speaking, Toastmaster, impromptu methods. Yeah, there are also the Toastmasters, they're recommending, uh, they're doing one to two, 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 three, uh, table topics uh, each morning yeah like a breakfast breakfast yeah. session and uh, <laughs> warm up for the day yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah i did i did it i did it for quite some time because i was um at the like an area con contest and it really helped you really improved and you feel you, the more you do the more confident you feel and the more mm -hmm. confident you feel also asks different topics i mean that yeah. could also happen in social uh, social gatherings that you really happen to give your opinion uh, on a topic maybe you're not that familiar but still come up as a person to to know mm -hmm. so yeah okay so this is uh for our listeners this was the introduction warm-up section then we move on to the prepared speeches section which usually we would have three speakers and then would um yeah we'd have three speakers and that'd be uh, go one after each other. And in between the speaker, uh, speeches, we'd have one and a half minutes uh, for people to write down some feedback for the person. So normally you'd give a speech, uh, depending on which project you're working on. Now we have um, Pathways, which is a new program. Everything's online. So, for example, um, do you remember what pathway you're on at the moment? I'm at the, there's something in no, called innovation planning and I'm at level level three. Okay. Um, so I'm doing dynamic leadership. The old old program, I think we've both done that, mm -hmm. where you, you do 10 speeches, you get feedback, and then you do um, also meeting roles. And that also, um, I think you do like 20 meeting roles or, mm -hmm. or more. So you do grammarian, Toastmaster, joke of the day. So these are all meeting roles. 
So we've we've we're uh, we're in a few years now into Toastmasters. So <laughs> now we have a new program which is called Pathways. So we just mentioned there's I think there's like ten. But uh, yeah, we won't go into too much detail about that. We'll just say that uh, you give a speech, you give everyone gets time to give uh, feedback, and then once the three speakers have spoken, we had one and a half minutes in between to give feedback. Then we move on to the last section, mm-hmm. which is the feedback section. Just skip a B, add up uh, in the prepared speech uh, section. So, are these um, what topics are are there, or are are there specific topics the speaker needs to to give a speech about? So who's the, the? Well, normally you can talk about what's interesting to you. So it, previously, somebody has given a speech about Bitcoin, mm-hmm. about um, maybe using the electronic devices before going to bed at mm-hmm. nighttime, especially with the blue light. Mm-hmm. Um, I've given speeches depending on the project. So I would look at the project what the theme is. Maybe it's about um, your leadership style. So then you try and think about some stories which would help explain the leadership style, maybe allows you to introduce different leadership styles. Mm -hmm. But then there's also speeches which uh, use hand gestures. So I'm like, okay, I need a topic which I'm going to use a lot of hand gestures. Mm -hmm. Or be descriptive. So example, oh, okay, I'm going to talk about the safari trip to... Tanzania, because mm. I'm going to be describing the blue sky with the fluffy white clouds. You know, this is you bring in, this is bring descriptive into into our head. Yeah, so it's, I'm choosing the topic. I'm trying to match it with the project, mm-hmm. if that supports what I'm trying to work on mm-hmm. for that project. So fine, fine, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Everyone usually asks that at the beginning. So it's it's usually yeah, you choose the topic usually. Yeah, it's it's not like. Um, like um, education, school, uh, university, or even in work, where the, yeah, you need to give a speech on a specific topic, and uh, here you are, you are much freedom, and uh, it's you. Usually, you do a topic you are familiar, or you're even not familiar, and you want to learn more, or you want to share, you want to l- share the listeners' uh, thing. For example, a new like travel, the last travel, or uh, a new knowledge, um, etc., yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we, uh, we've we given the speeches. Now we moved on to general evaluation section or the evaluation section. So then we have a new coordinator who is the general evaluator. He's like the Toastmaster, but he's going to introduce mm. this section and coordinate this section. So normally he would pull up the um, speech evaluators so somebody would be allocated as a designated evaluator, mm-hmm. but everyone gets a chance to write down feedback for the speaker. So then he gets a chance to talk for two to three minutes to give feedback to the speaker. Mm-hmm. So he has to practice taking notes quickly and then be ready to give feedback yeah, yeah, because uh, he's, he's a few minutes be, later. going to be put on stage. It's really yes. a small speech role. Okay. So it's like a mini speech role. Mm-hmm. It's a practicing taking notes. And then giving feedback, so it's a uh, it's really quick. A it's lot of a, new members. It's uh, a challenge. It's a yeah. challenge, especially when uh, when you get more advanced. There are uh, really uh, speakers who who do it without notes. So then you have to be, you need to, um, yeah, re- you, you can't rehearse that much, but you need to be imagine the memory, the information, then yeah. go to the stage. It's How you want to structure it and not easy. Yes, so. Well, I got some. I got my folder here, so I'll pull out some uh, feedback forms that I got. Oh, maybe I'll just talk quickly about my first speech. So my first speech at Toastmasters was the icebreaker speech. So it's called the icebreaker. So you're breaking the ice. You're just introducing yourself. I remember after this speech, I got the feedback that Hiram, why were you rocking back and forward on your feet? So I'm rocking forward on my toes, bouncing up, and then going back to my heels. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Why am I rocking back and forth as I'm talking? So I, I think I see a lot of politicians doing this sometimes too. So I need to be grounded, move with purpose. So this helped me look at my next speech about watch uh, rocking and forth as I'm talking or rocking side to side. So that was some good feedback on my uh, first speech. They usually go easy on you in your first speech. So it's usually pretty good. 
Okay, so fast forward um, a few speeches later, and I've got some feedback forms here, which I just pulled back, pulled from my Toastmaster folder. So here it says, um, this speech was, okay, some highlights. You painted a great picture. I felt I was there, and uh, it was a great start. Absolutely, your fluent presentation, well prepared. Uh, then for some recommendations, when you practice, you can try to put more force into your voice, even if it should uh, cause you to uh, block or lose your position or thought. Um, and this person wrote, I tend to do this also. Um, I, I, I tend to also um, do the same thing. So, And also they said, oh, the ending was a bit abrupt. So I'm like, okay, I need to work on my conclusions and my speeches. Make sure it's not too... Because, you know, we give speeches five to seven minutes, some of the projects. So sometimes you're trying to give a speech, tell stories, and all of a sudden you're, you're trying to wrap it up. But then is that too too quick for the audience? Mm. So this is something to look to look forward. Have a nice flow and a nice ending. Don't, uh, don't ruin the story for your mm. listeners. Okay, I've got another uh, evaluation form here. Okay, some highlights. A vivid language. Some acting out of situations was good. Pictures supported your story. Uh, great. And recommendations for improving next time. Improve the closing. Or oh, maybe this is the same speech. Improve the closing. Speak a little louder and a little slower. Uh, so the ending was abrupt, almost like, that's it. And this would help us to understand more clearly. Okay, so I think that was feedback from the same speech. You know, if you get feedback and it's kind of like the same, it's kind of like, it looks like my ending needs to be improved. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I need to speak a bit slower, a bit clearer, especially mm -hmm. uh, for some members who aren't native speakers. So, yeah, this is good. I can take this away and mm -hmm. I can improve and look for that at my next speech. Yeah, this is uh, speech evaluations. Do you have any uh, stories you want to tell before I move on? Mm, Your first e feedback you got or something like this? Yes, my, my first, my, my icebreak speech. Um, I remember yeah, I was really nervous there to give a speech in front of the audience. I really, I hated this this stillness because when you called upon a stage and then uh, you... As a courtesy for respect, there's the after clapping, it's silence because they want to hear you. They want to hear <laughs> the stage is yours. Then I was I was hanging with, uh, behind the the pult, the lectern, the, the lectern, yes, and uh, with my notes, of course, there. And I I was uh, the feedback I got was uh, I didn't talk about like myself because uh, the the purpose of the icebreaker is to break the ice with the with the members. Uh, they want to get to know you, where you're from, what you do, and uh, I didn't do that. I just talked about my just current job, okay, <laughs> as a social like a caretaker. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I was, I was, I don't know why, but I was, I was scared to speak about myself, and yeah, that's that was the feedback, feedback, and okay, yeah, but that changed in later. Get more personal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, there's three speakers or two speakers. Then there's two or three evaluators designated that they get a chance to practice also speaking in front of the audience and practice taking notes and giving the feedback. Then the general evaluator would introduce the R counter. So the R counter would be counting all the ums and ahs. And in Germany here, we have a lot of people that say ja during their sentences. So they would give feedback on each person. Maybe they would say, oh, Haram, you said eight ahs, two ums, and one so. So they would give a bit of a report. Or repetitions. Yeah, or repetitions. Yeah. So it's usually ah, ums, and so's, and ya's. Okay, so they give their report. That's uh, one to two minutes. Then we'd hand back to the, or introduce the grammarian again. So they would give a report on the language they liked, maybe some uh, vocabulary which wasn't correctly used or some English which was, um, maybe they got the tenses wrong. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's just a little bit of feedback on that. 
but uh, even Germans can. Um, they're a bit worried about being grammarian, but mm, sometimes yeah. you can just focus on language you liked and language which mm. you thought. Um, so you can just comment on from your perspective. That's, and also the word of the that's day. That's a good thing. You, you you start as you do. Like uh, it's uh, learning by doing, and uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, there, as you said, uh, focus on a benefit, focus on good language uh, or some improvements you heard. And of course, your or new words, yeah, and it's or a, phrases, and it's it's a it's a club. It's it's about fun, so it's not a, you're not being punished if you like not uh, hearing or listening everything hundred percent. So you you get better every time you you do the pull, you do the role, you take the role as speaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the, the grammarian will finish. That'll be two to four minutes. Then we have the timekeeper. So when I was giving my table topic or the example of a table topic, Ilias was recording and then at one minute he would give me his finger for one minute because we didn't have a green uh, green light here. And then one and a half minutes and then two minutes, two fingers. So this is uh, during the speech you would also get. So this is the report section. So they would give you... the timekeeper would give you feedback on your timing so this is also important uh, if you're in an event or something like this it gives you practice to say what you need to say concisely mm-hmm. in a short amount of time or in a lot of mm-hmm. amount of time so it gives you practice also we have competitions at toastmasters so mm-hmm. uh, when you have a speech contest as Elias mentioned before if you're in a table topics impromptu speaking contest then you would have two and a half minutes and after that, you'd be disqualified. So this helps you judge uh, with your timing. Then we would hand back to the general evaluator. And the general evaluator would thank all their um, the members who, get, who facilitated and helped with roles. Then they would also give some feedback on the meeting as a whole. Mm-hmm. So did we start on time? Did we welcome the guests? Did we have all the... Um, information available was everything set up properly uh was a computer was there any technical problems mm. and maybe recommend some solutions for next time how we could improve and then that would pretty much end the three sections and then would hand back to the toastmaster mm. who would prepare the next meeting ask to fill any roles which need to be filled for example speakers evaluators mm. or any of the functionary roles and then we'd hand back to the president and he would thank everyone, ask the guests for feedback, how they enjoyed the meeting, and if they would come back again. And then he would close the meeting. And if we had a meeting at uh, our club, then we would go afterwards, after packing up the room, and we would go to a nearby restaurant and have mm-hmm. a bite to eat, a drink, and then chat about Toastmasters and everything else. The before. best part, the best part of Toastmasters yeah. socializing. <laughs> yeah, and then we would all find our way home. On our bikes, usually. Lots of people ride their bikes. So. Mm. Yeah, so this is pretty much a bit of a nutshell. Uh, uh, we just went quickly through our agenda that we have, mm. gave some examples. Yeah, I would recommend when you do visit, uh, if you look up the nearest Toastmaster mm-hmm. club to you, maybe try and look f- uh, at a few different clubs. If, if you don't get a good feeling at one, maybe try just visit three of yeah. the nearest clubs to you. It's. So, uh, I tend to... St- tend to Tend to give an example like a sport club. Uh, you know, you have to have a good feeling with the people, with the um, with the equipment, uh, but also with the community in it. Is. So, if if that matches and you have a good feeling, then I would uh, go there in this club. But if if there's you're not feeling comfortable, then there are uh, there are other ways. Uh, for example, when I moved to another city, to went uh, first to the club because uh, yeah. It, it was just like a big club, and but I didn't felt that that um, good cozy within that club. So I asked there the member. I think it was a VP education from that club. Is there another like more like an English speaking club? I'm used to from Nuremberg, and um, yeah, he referred me to just a new club just uh, founded. Okay, a couple of months ago, and uh, so I went there and uh, felt really welcomed, and I. St- stayed there and okay. till now i have i'm really in touch with them so yeah there's that's the community part of toastmaster which is really nice and um, um yeah like i uh, got inter- 
people from many background, uh, backgrounds, um, sport-wise, business-wise, but also like uh, background, origin-wise. Mm -hmm. And that's a really ni nice and cool part of it. And um, yeah, just uh, go with your feeling and like um, um, the whole Siren set, uh, just you don't need, need to choose directly at once, just take your time and um, yeah, see. Yeah, location is always good, and also atmosphere because you want to feel comfortable. Because mm. you are you're going to be there, going there. <laughs> well, we go at least uh, <laughs> twice a month, so every second week. So you want to be comfortable. You want to be given feedback, mm -hmm. and also, um, yeah, also we we do other things outside of uh, Toastmasters. Mm. So Toastmasters, you have your club. You do uh, your like the agenda we just went through. That's like a typical meeting. Then you also have workshops, which you do, like improv workshops, mm -hmm. brain-friendly slides. They so have all these workshops uh, that organize throughout the year. Then you also have competitions that we also talked about. And uh, leadership, leadership workshops. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. all kinds of different workshops. And then there's also the World Championship of Public Speaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there's all this information on YouTube. You can go and have a look. And then it's the, I think it's um, the least like known championship like you see it's the world championship of pu public speaking but really it's mm -hmm. <laughs> outside of toastmasters <laughs> well it's great you get to visit other cities like i, yeah. I remember going to a competition mm -hmm. like in my first year and i was in regensburg mm -hmm. and some of the advanced members we did a mm -hmm. bit of car car sharing or mm -hmm. yeah uh car riding and uh, yeah, it was great. I got to see a little bit of the city. Yeah. It was in a nice hotel right in, in the center of town. Um, it was great to see how different it is a little bit from club level. So club mm -hmm. level is more cozy atmosphere. Mm -hmm. at the, uh, you know, it's a competition, of course. So it's a little bit more, uh, you feel a little bit more anxiety in the air a little mm -hmm. bit. But it's also good because you see there's a, there's a increase in the level of speakers. Yeah, yeah. The stories they tell, the way they can tell the story, the way they give feedback. Yeah, it's um, so uh, how professional it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this is all learnings. So right. this is why you go to Toastmasters, learn by doing, yeah. but also t to watch and learn from others. That's I mean that's the main the main point on. Yeah, I mean uh, we got this some improvements, for example. Uh, Improve your your public speaking skills um, at Toastmaster. Build leadership skills. Maximize your potential. Enjoy unlimited personal growth. Working on networking in a small and supportive environment. Practice writing speeches and presenting in a group uh, setting. Gain a competitive advantage in the workplace. And build self-confidence and self-awareness. And mm -hmm. I can really second all these improvements or these skills. And uh, in this the time I've been Toastmasters, I had like uh, my 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 structure was really BS. And then uh, I remember the Toastmaster came, which is, was uh, like engineer, of course. Yes. Said, "Hey, you need to you need to work on your structure. You need to work on your structure. So because the better the structure is, the easier is it to follow. And uh, but it's the the funny thing is that the structure part was also a bit a lack in my personal life. So it, it's both. So both got improved. And uh, Okay. Mm, well, yeah. I, when I first started, I remember always needing a piece of paper to refer to. Mm. If I speak in front of an audience, usually I'd have a piece of paper, all the words written out, and I'd read the words, look up a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but after, I think, three speeches, then... Um, no, I think from the first speech, I started um, just trying to tell a story from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I didn't actually need. Sometimes you cheat when you have a PowerPoint presentation because then you can just, oh, yeah, what's my story for this slide? And then you can cheat yeah. a little bit there. But I think... Um, you can look back at the slide or yeah, at, the f at the front of the computer. Have a few computer. words on there that helps you. But I think, um, yeah, it's very beneficial. Mm -hmm. So uh, even... Competitions are beneficial because I remember going to a competition in Poland and uh, even between the different uh, audience levels, the amount of people in the audience affects mm -hmm. your speech mm. because uh, one of our Toastmasters, Mark Shook, he's, he's always loving competitions and a challenge. 
And we went to Poland and we were videoing and reviewing his video in the hotel the night before his final. And we're like, we're comparing, okay, this joke worked well, but in your semi-final, it didn't work so well as mm -hmm. in the smaller room. And also, the audience laughed more in the bigger room than they did in the other room. So you have to make sure mm -hmm. you, you cut your speech a little bit by three seconds. <laughs> That's <laughs> or really detailed. The, all these, um, from a smaller audience going to a bigger audience, you have mm -hmm. to cut your words down because you have more laughter that takes longer to die mm -hmm. down. Uh, also, your words take longer to get to the back, I think. Uh, just for listeners, there's like their different, different speech uh, contest. Uh, what the Hiram talks about is like a humor, humorous speech, so there ha needs to be much laughter in it. Yeah, there's humor speaking, um, international speech, mm -hmm. which is just a, uh, any speech you want, pretty mm -hmm. much. Yeah. So yeah, but I remember this these different differences. Like I'm learning, helping my colleague mm -hmm. prepare for his final. These little small things add up to winning or losing. And exactly. also, it's improving your speech. Exactly, and also, but it's it's also really you learn to get to the detailed, because mm -hmm. it's really uh, get to the detailed things, the small detail which could, uh, like you said, uh, decide whether losing or winning, or being in time or being overtime. And mm -hmm. uh, being overtime that means being disqualified, obviously. But um, also. Yep. But even you're learning, you're even being in a competition, you're you're learning anyway. So it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Really, mm. you're <laughs> you're still uh, you're learning the whole process. Um, so I mean, the the most like important is maximize your potential, enjoy unlimited personal growth because you want to be the best you. Uh, Toastmaster is, is is helping. You'll see, listen to many different topics from many different members and. Uh, also get yeah i would say more encouraged to to try new things to try out new things and uh yeah enjoy unlimited personal growth it's um it feels good to be there to see like-minded people in a setting and to improve for example uh improve english as i'm a non-native speaker but uh, there's also like a french speaking club where i uh, tend to go there to really to look how it is in another language, mm -hmm. but uh, for listeners there is a club in different in different languages. So if you want to improve your Chinese or um, French or um, Spanish, so there's really there are also clubs. And with this pandemic, um, all of our clubs are online. So basically, you can join uh, from uh, from wherever you are, uh, wherever you want to go, uh, join. Yeah, I think you just look up on the internet. You can uh, email them. Then they give you the login details, I think, mm -hmm. or Zoom meeting uh, details. Yeah, and yeah. then you just log in at the time. Exactly. Yeah. I so sometimes we have people logging in from India, from the yeah, US, yeah. from... I think yeah. where, where you were in Australia, you also logged from Australia. Yeah, but that was like German time was 7 p.m. Australia time was like 3 a.m. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 3.30, 4 o'clock. So it's... Uh, oh, it's... Uh, it was early, early for speaking. That's why I only logged in once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I think that wraps up for today. Give you a little taste of Toastmasters. And that's why we think uh, Toastmasters is an idea we're trying. Especially now, you can just log in uh, remotely, uh, join a Zoom meeting. Most of them are Zoom or Skype meetings. And uh, yeah, start learning, start practicing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I... Uh, or you can just, when you're... Go to a, to a new city, you're on vacation, you can just uh, look up a new like a club there and you can combine it with uh, vacation. Like a guy at CrossFit, he is, uh, his purpose is, you know, when he's just on holiday, he wants to, yeah. um, he, visited, he visited other CrossFit boxes mm -hmm. and he is almost uh, on his 97th. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's his way, that's his purpose. So, well, if you're on that... I remember when I went to Australia on holidays, I went to a Toastmaster club uh, near in, in the city. And uh, yeah, but the only problem is when you're a member, then they, they will call you up to do to table topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, Hiram, you're visiting. You're a member. Okay. Let's ask Hiram, put him on the spot and ask him questions. You know, actually, yeah. I think my question was, um, and that's, that's just the way it was. But 
that was the question? Yeah. Just the way it was? And that's just the way it was. Hiram. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And that's oh. just the way it is? Shit. What is this? Mm. And I was blank. I had no no stories, nothing. And I invited my brother along to, to come along. Yeah. So I had to put on a, you know, I had to pull out uh, deep with inside me. And then I thought, ah. Oh. And then just as I, I, I still had nothing when I started. Mm. I said, Madam Topics Master, fellow toasters and honored guests. <laughs> and then boom, something popped up. I was like, oh, a trip to Ethiopia where I went from house to house having tea and coffee and you finish, you think you're going to go somewhere else and then you go to the next house next door. And then you have, it's culture, like you have to keep visiting each person and having a coffee, having little bits of popcorn and some other small things. And then, so I'd made this story, told the story about having to go back to back, eating coffee, drinking, having lunch and being full and then going to the next house and they prepared also some kind of lunch. And then I said, after telling this story and I'm like, that's just the way it was. So it worked. So in the end, it just uh, popped up. So it is. It is. This is an example of like, uh, you know, a little bit of having some stories listed mm -hmm. and uh, having like a bank. What do you call it? Like a seed bank or a seed. Se um, What's uh, the seed Olga? stories? Seed document. So Olga said she had a folder full of stories. She she wrote. Okay. She wrote. Yeah. And uh, so she memorized them and uh, or. If she remembered some things from her childhood or teenage uh, teenage years, she just write it down, and uh, mm -hmm. because there's so much information, so much things. Remember the your first bike tour or your first holiday or your first trip if you're like boys uh, group or um, first ski trip for me yeah. <laughs> doing the pizza. Uh, it's yeah, life is full of stories yeah. and uh, just. Just start pretty much. Yeah. Start now. Yeah. Alrighty, we might might wrap it up there. So today's episode is about Toastmasters. Go check it out. Go on YouTube, Toastmasters, and have a little look and go check out our club. So thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Ciao, ciao.